Chris Raby Show on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. It's Monday. It's March. March 1st, 2021. We have baseball in Florida, and we're excited to talk some Cardinals baseball today to kick off the week. Going to be chatting in just a bit, uh, heading down to Jupiter, Florida, actually, and talking with Zach Silver, who is the Cardinals beat writer for MLB.com. Zach taking over for uh, Annie Rogers, who heads over to Kansas City. Looking forward to having Zach join us to get his take on what it's been like to be in Florida and be around the Cardinals, but maybe not really around the Cardinals to this point. But we had baseball yesterday. It was great to hear Danny Mack back on the call and just see baseball being played. More on that in just a moment because I've got a couple of reminders for everybody as we do get baseball underway. Don't forget to subscribe to the Scoops with Danny Mac podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search Scoops with Danny Mac, hit subscribe, leave a review, and send me a screenshot. You can tweet me at C-H-R-A-B-E-C-H-R-A-B-E. And check out ScoopsWithDannyMac.com for all of the latest from yours truly, from Dan, from Bernie, from Charlie and Martin. It's all at Scoops. With DannyMac.com. I've got a column up today, and I've got just a couple of reminders for folks as we get baseball underway. You can head over to Scoops with DannyMac.com and check out what I wrote, but it's kind of some words from your captain as we get set for takeoff. And more than anything, I think we all need to just breathe it in, just soak it in, just enjoy it, enjoy the ride, enjoy the fact that. There's a month of spring training games, hopefully, before hopefully baseball starts. Enjoy the fact that it's day after day after day. Enjoy the repetition. Enjoy the frustrations. Enjoy the excitement. Enjoy the arguments about where guys will play or who should be closing or any of the decisions that we can micromanage after each and every game. That's what makes baseball beautiful, the rhythm of it, the rhythm every single day. And I think I appreciate that. At least I hope I appreciate that more than ever after it was taken away last year. But I will tell you that I will not take it for granted anymore. I will not and hope you will not complain about a rain delay or a guy going 0 for 4 or a five-game losing streak. It's not the end of the world. And baseball is back. It's back, and we are off and running. So really looking forward to you know, diving more and more into it. Looked great to see Nolan Arenado in a Cardinal uniform. It was great to see Jack Flaherty on the mound, even if he didn't necessarily have the results that that he wanted. But listen, this is not about being results-oriented at this point. This is about having results. This is about having games to pour over and position battles to argue about and, you know, trades like the Nolan Arenado trade to discuss. This is an exciting time uh, for Cardinal fans, obviously, but 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 I think it's an exciting time and hopefully a pivotal time uh, for the industry because amidst uncertainty, amidst maybe some, I will say not necessarily eye-to-eye 
back and forths between the players and the owners. Like, throw all that out the window. They're on the field. They're on the field right now, and we're moving towards the start of the season. And I know easier said than done, but I'm going to try to appreciate that. Zachary Silver, MLB.com, joins us next. It's the Chris Raby Show talking Cardinals as the Redbirds are off and running in Florida. Grapefruit League play began yesterday. We're back in a moment on scoops at DannyMac.com. Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, is one of the great sponsors of the program and scoops with DannyMac.com. And right now, is a perfect time to learn about a home loan refinance. You hear the word all the time, but maybe you don't even know what you're doing. Essentially, you're redoing your loan. So in terms of your first mortgage, you're retooling your loan. The home loan expert is paying off your current loan and giving you a brand new loan. You can decide the term. 30 years, you can go shorter. Give them a call. Look at your current mortgage and ask the home loan expert, Ryan Kelly, if they can do anything to improve your situation. It all depends on your goal and they will work with you. But everyone with a mortgage loan can benefit from calling Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert today for a free mortgage analysis. Go to the homeloanexpert.com, thehomeloanexpert.com. Learn about not just the incredible loan offers that they have, but also the incredible customer service, their customer first approach that separates them from anyone else you could get a mortgage through. Ryan Kelly is the Home Loan Expert online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Schnooks Rewards, one more reason to love Schnooks. Get the app that gets you Schnooks Rewards. The Schnooks Rewards app allows you to earn points every time you shop for money off your next purchase. But there's so much more in the app to simplify shopping. For instance, you can get exclusive digital savings, including over 100 new digital coupons every week. The shopping list helps keep you organized, add items on the go, plus you can share it. Recipes in the app make meal planning easy. Search for recipes by ingredients and add them to your shopping list. Go to schnooks.com and check out more about the app that gets you Schnooks Rewards, the Schnooks Rewards app. Download it on the App Store or Google Play. The Schnooks Rewards app rewards you for shopping at Schnooks. All right, let's head to Jupiter, Florida, and say hello to Zach Silver, who is the Cardinals beat writer, MLB.com. You can read him at MLB.com. Follow him on Twitter at Zach Silver. And Zach, yeah, my sources, which are you, tell me that you've been to Leftovers twice already. That's that's a good start for spring. You are, um, you know, us, us media, we got to keep up with the players. We're in the best shape of our lives, and right. we got to make sure that we're taking care of the important stuff like uh, the special of the day at Leftovers. Well done. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone talks about the rookie who impresses their first uh, spring training. And I like to think, uh, you know, all things considered as a media rookie, I'm, uh, I'm doing hold my own and uh, looking to make the big league club. Yeah. Your stuff, stuff looks great. Stuff looks great coming out of the hand. Let's talk about, um, about some of those cliches, some of the things that, you know, I think Zach, sometimes um, maybe we take for granted a little bit as fans, maybe the spring seems to drag on a bit. Um, is there a different feel at all this year and and i'm not asking you to read anyone's minds or get too philosophical but does it feel like fans players media just people around jupiter even appreciate the fact that that there is for at least right now baseball getting going oh yeah totally i mean yesterday was uh the first game of uh, the great pre-league action we had uh you know fans in the stand for the first time in 
almost a year among Cardinals games, at least. I know there are some fans towards the end of the postseason, but um, I mean, you can definitely just sense a palpable sort of, you know, vibe of things that are maybe starting to get a little bit back to normal, um, especially with this club, just kind of with how their offseason progressed. You know, it started out pretty quiet, but in that last week, getting Nolan back, getting uh, or getting Nolan, signing Yachty back, signing Adam back. Um, you know, I think that kind of really elevated the interest in this team, not to say that would have been a lack of interest without the Nolan move, but it just was kind of another uh, bone thrown to the fan base that is always, you know, I haven't been around the Cardinals for too long. I didn't grow up in St. Louis and uh, I'm familiar with, with the club just from a, you know, natural, you know, their, their, the status of the Cardinals in the national scene. But, um, you know, I've, I've, I've sort of become inundated with plenty of uh, uh, feedback just because my first day on the job was the day that Nolan got traded. Um, so for all, for all intents and purposes, I've had nothing but positive interactions with Cardinals fans. And I assume it's always going to be like this. Absolutely. Yeah. It's until, um, you know, you better not go over two next game out, but I kid, <laughs> but you know, it's funny. It seems man, like, like there are a handful of teams and almost all concentrated in the national league who decided one way or another, even if the roadmap was a bit different to take advantage of, of this off season and maybe some soft spots in the market, obviously the national league West, the Dodgers and, and the Padres, especially the Cardinals. Um, you know, the, the, there were a handful of teams. It seemed like who, uh, who took advantage and, and made the biggest alterations to their clubs. Yeah. I mean, you had, you know, you had the NL West be very active with the Dodgers getting, you know, Trevor Bauer, the Padres making their huge moves for Snell and Darvish, but I mean, up until the uh, the last week of January, there was not really, you know, no earth shattering move in the NL Central outside of the Cubs getting rid of their stars. So, um, you know, there there was kind of I don't know if you want to call it a market inefficiency because it's not like they were exactly connected, but the Cardinals kind of took advantage of the fact that the rest of the division didn't really get on their horse doing much this offseason. I mean, there was there was Colton to the Brewers, but other than that, I can't and Jock to the Cubs. But other than that, there's not really a huge splashy addition that another central team made. Um, so I think in, in that sense, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that they made the Nolan move just solely because there was that opportunity and there was a lack of moves from other teams, but it certainly helps your, you know, outward facing persona. The fact that basically hardly any other teams in the NL NL central made a move and you made arguably the biggest move of this off season. Zach Silver is with us. Uh, Cardinals beat writer for MLB.com. Yeah. So in the, small uh, sliver of a, a sample size that we have so far, uh, not even, you know, on the field, but just in terms of kind of the vibe uh, around the group. And I know that uh, again, it's different in the way that that media goes about interacting and, and goes about, you know, doing reporting and, and having conversations, but give us an idea, give the fan who's not down there an idea, Zach, kind of, of, of the vibe around this club and, and kind of the feel uh, of the club so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got nothing but loose vibes yet focused. Um, I mean, just bringing in a guy like a guy like Nolan, who has such a high work ethic and a huge dedication to the game. You know, that kind of is just something that bleeds into the rest of the rest of the team, rest of the club, rest of the roster. Um, but you know, he while he is very serious and very dedicated to his work, he also you know it seems like a guy who's a jokester. You know, like you said, we're not able to really get too uh, up close and personal, but. You know, his batting group with Goldie and and uh, Carp and Yachty, um, you know, they, they pretty much are laughing the entire time they're down there. And um, so in that sense, I think the cards are, are pretty, you know, happy with where they are. I think they're, you know, for all intents and purposes, having a pretty good camp, um, you know, health-wise. There hasn't been any flare-ups too soon besides, uh, you know, Miles Michaelis has had a little bit of a setback, but the, the concern doesn't seem to be too high there. Um, 
And, you know, I think they're just really excited in just a sense to be back to baseball, especially after their season last year where they had the outbreak in the middle of the year that really threw things uh, for a loop. You know, you could argue that the Cards sort of had three different individual ramp-ups last year. They had the, the regularly scheduled spring training ramp-up, and they had to get, you know, toned down when the season got postponed, and then they had summer camp ramp-up, and then they kind of had a third ramp-up in a way when they had to get ready back for their return to action. So I think they're just really – just very blissful to be back in this, in this atmosphere when things are kind of seeming like they're going to go over well, as far as, you know, getting spring training done in time, at least for now, it seems like it's going well. And um, yeah, I think they're just really happy to be back in this kind of environment without, you know, too much of uh, some of these, um, you know, problems they had last year, at least staying away from the moment. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said and, and about Arnado and his, you know, professionalism and, and the way he goes about it. I think sometimes as fans, maybe, uh, you don't, I don't know, fully digest what, what that means. And like, for example, I was talking to Tommy Edmond the other day on Friday, and he said that like, he stopped and was like watching Arnado go about like his work in the cage and like how he actually goes through, you know, his, his routine and, and batting practice, which is something, you know, fans don't see and aren't privy to. And, you know, you think major leaguers, they all kind of know what they're doing, but that's pretty high praise when, when a big leaguer is talking about just wanting to watch and, and observe the, the way another big leaguer goes about their routine. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, there, it's not like Nolan is the most uh, senior player on the team. Obviously, you know, there's tons of veterans on, um, you know, in, in Wayno and in, in Andrew Miller and even Goldie who you know, have been around the game a lot longer, but I think that does kind of like you say, speak volumes to his, his specific work ethic and his specific, um, uh, you know, attitude towards the game. He's kind of a student of the game. He, you know, when we were talking to John Mosellock when the trade first went through and was official, he was telling us all about how, um, you know, Nolan is a guy who kind of plays wiffle ball for fun. And that's just something that they see and who they kind of want to bring into the club. And Nolan, even before he became a Cardinal, was talking about how much he admired the Cardinal way. And when he came to St. Louis on a road trip with Troy Tulowitzki, he was kind of told you should watch how this club operates. You should watch how they warm up and go about their business. But I mean, it also goes both ways. I mean, Nolan's learning a lot from the club as well. He's doing, he's doing things that, you know, maybe wasn't doing so much in Colorado. Um, you know, specifically he was talking about how he's starting to get lineup and positional cards, laminated cards to look at before and at bat. Um, and, you know, whereas in Colorado, he was kind of given free reign to do what he thought was best. And that's a bit of an adjustment he's making, but it's not like he's, you know, turned off by that ad additional information. Um, but it's just, you know, different ways of going about stuff. And, um, you know, as much as the cards are learning from him and from his attitude, he's also learning from a different organization and, and this is only his second home. So there's still plenty for him to learn. Zach, from, from some of your early returns or whatever you can make out of them, whether it's hearing from Mike Schilt every day, or maybe some of the positional or pitching groupings that, that are very intentional, can you give us an idea of a guy that you think you might be writing a bunch about, or you think fans will be hearing a bunch about whether or not they've, you know, been, been at the big league level. Is there uh, someone that you think will, uh, will get plenty of opportunities here early that we should be aware of? Yeah. I mean, the, the early candidate, the clubhouse leader for that at the start, I would have said Johan Oviedo. Um, he was getting pretty much, you know, unprompted praise from every teammate. Um, now it's been, you know, just, just when you're asking like who's impressed or, you know, just even asking general, like how's bullpen sessions going? Like, you know, Andrew Miller or not Andrew Miller, but uh, you know, other, other players would just kind of point to him as someone who's having like, you can kind of sense the whiz coming off his ball just from watching it or standing near him. Um, 
unfortunately we haven't gotten a chance yet to see him in a game. Um, and you know, it's still TBD when that's going to happen. Um, so from the, from a firsthand perspective, it's hard to, to give him that much, uh, you know, shine when we, I haven't actually gotten much of a chance to see him myself. Well, um, I have, but, and it's unbelievable. The dude's built like Rob Gronkowski, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> he's built like a linebacker and he's coming down, you know, 60 feet, six inches away from you, barreling towards you with all that momentum. I don't know how I'd want to face him on the, on, in the batter's box. So. It's, 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 it's crazy, Zach, like the guys and, you know, he got a taste of, of the big leagues last year. And, and I'm really eager from a storyline perspective to see how the minor leagues and, you know, to see how the infrastructure of, of minor league baseball and, and how the infrastructure of rosters um, either give teams the opportunity and or force teams hands in terms of the handling of, of some of their prospects and younger players. Right. Well, that was, that's what was kind of interesting last season. You know, there was no minor league season. So if a guy wasn't on the major league roster, he was pretty much, you know, getting practice reps in. And, and you know, we talked to Matthew Libertor and he said he did like that at the alternate site where he got to just kind of, talk to a Paul DeYoung who was on a rehab assignment, well, quote unquote assignment, just, you know, getting ramped up um, back at the, at the alternate site. But um, so in, in some ways they did, they did appreciate that time where in a triple A game and a double A game, you can't really go up to the guy who just struck out or the guy who just got a hit off you and said, what did you see in that at bat that maybe I should be, you know, was I tipping at all stuff like that? Um, so in some ways that was a benefit of the alternate site. Granted, you know, it is a bit of a different environment, just not in the game. You know, you're not mentally or the adrenaline's not pumping as much. Um, so I do think that player that they are obviously excited. Everyone's obviously excited to have a minor league season back. And I think that is going to make for an interesting case with a Libertor or with a, even an Andrew Kisner. I mean, he's probably primed to be the backup or split time with Yachty. But if the cards for some reason decide they don't want him to just sit on a backup role and lose those reps, then he's probably going to start the year in AAA. Um, you know, we, it's, you know, a little too early to make that decision or make any predictions in that way, but that's just kind of what the return of a minor league season does where you can, you know, it's not like they're stopping his clock or anything, but if, if you don't want him to get, get lost reps and lost development, um, you know, now you have that option in a triple A and a double A to, to get him some consistent reps. All right. On the flip side of the question uh, that you came up with Oviedo, is there a guy on the big league club that you feel like for whatever reason is maybe, getting a bit overlooked or is uh, more squarely in the mix than, than people would think, obviously in an off season with as much uncertainty, but then, you know, the fireworks of Arenado uh, and, you know, sandwiched by, by Wainwright and, and Molina's return. Is there uh, someone that you think is, is maybe um, yeah, just, just being overlooked perhaps a bit. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd say he's being overlooked, but I think, you know, people kind of forget about Alex Reyes's um, you know, just ceiling. Um, and there is obviously the question of if he's going to be able to take on a starting role. So far, he's given being given the chance um, to compete for that final rotation spot. Um, but, I mean, we saw him yesterday. He pitched one inning, nine pitches. Um, you know, it wasn't immaculate because he didn't strike out all the side. But, you know, it's still the equivalent of throwing him out of immaculate inning. Uh, and the stuff was good enough where it felt like he could, he could have gotten that. I mean, he was dialing it up to 97, and then his curve was down to 79. And that kind of just... 20 mile per hour difference is almost untenable for a batter to be able to catch up with or slow down for. Um, and I think, you know, even though the cards are giving him that look at the rotation, I think it's going to, it would be also hard not to just fall in love with that talent in a one inning bubble uh, in a vacuum, just seeing how it's able to be so condensed and so, I don't want to say violent, but so hard to kind of get catch up to as a hitter. Um, so I think he's, and, and, and he has, you know, he has a pedigree, he has a track record. He was a top prospect. So I wouldn't say he's being overlooked, but, 
I think he could be kind of a wild card in the sense of how the cards use him. And then to that end in the fifth rotation spot, I also think Carlos Martinez, that's going to be another really interesting storyline to follow is where he kind of fits in. He wants to start as he's said, he wants to do every single spring training. Um, and if I, if I had to make an early prediction, I'd say he's probably the front runner for that fifth rotation spot. I'd say he, Gant and Reyes are probably the top candidates at the moment with Ponce maybe um, shortly behind them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he's kind of able to put together his spring. Um, you know, he, he, he struggled last season. He obviously dealt with COVID last season, but um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of going to be a wild card, especially if a Michaelis isn't, and Michaelis isn't as healthy as the cards hope he is, or if a Kim is, you know, kind of got quote unquote figured out in a second go around in, in the majors. Yeah. Reyes is one of those guys that like, no matter where you are in, in the park, you can just like hear the ball coming out of his hand. Yeah. There's a video that the cards tweeted the other day and it says, listen to the, just sit back and listen to the hiss. And you know, if you just shut your eyes, it sounds like a missile going right by your ear. It's absolutely like a sizzle. Zach silver. Appreciate it, brother. Again, read Zach at uh, MLB.com and follow along with all the great reporting from Zach and uh, the rest of the folks that are in Jupiter. Uh, Enjoyed the chat, man. Thank you for the time and uh, go and find something great for dinner later. Yeah. I'll bring back some leftovers to St. Louis. Don't you worry. (laughs) Thanks so much. 